Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Arts Podcast, and we're your hosts tonight, Nate and Thomas, the Paranoid American. What up, what up, what up? We have Dave Petrella with us. Thank you, sir, for joining us. We had a conversation not that long ago. We were talking with goddamn, General Lee from uh, Subconscious Realms. And, dude, we were having a fucking awesome show, dude. We were talking all kinds of wild shit. And then, it, like, half of the fucking show just didn't fucking get recorded which was a major bummer. That's the second time that's happened when, when I've talked with General Lee. I don't know what it is. I don't trust Skype. I think it's bullshit. Um, but anyways, love General Lee. Shout out to Subconscious Realms. Dave, thank you for joining us. I want to continue the conversation that we were having. So I'm stoked to have you here. Um, and why, this is your first time on the show. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? Well, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, I love doing different shows and, you know, talking about whatever kind of topic. Uh, I'm an astrologer. Um, I've studied biology for, I mean, since I was in fifth grade. You know, I was reading uh, high-level texts, and my elementary school teachers are like, I can't answer that question. I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to go to the <laughs> – I picked up the, uh, you know, detailed text, and I started reading it myself when I was like 10. Um so I followed biology, you know, all the way through. And then I picked up the uh, Eastern biology, which is kind of like the Eastern medicine principles out of Asia, uh, basis in Ayurvedic medicine, principles of Ayurvedic medicine, uh, how to move energy. You know, you got prana, you got chakras, all that kind of thing. So I kind of, uh, once I had enough of the Western style, I went to the Eastern style. And when you put both of them together, man, that's when you start to really get the picture. People are, people are so polarized. They're like, oh, yeah, I just do this. And I, well, I'm like, how about we do both? And let's pull what we can use from both. You know, why not? Um, so I've got, a, of course, astrology. I've got the biology aspects. And, uh, I, you know, all the, the world religions, I do a lot with ancient spirituality. Um, we were just talking, Nate and uh, Thomas, about ancient America. Um, that's kind of my current project. I'm doing a lot with that. Uh, trying to put that story back together. And there's a lot of great people doing podcasts. You mentioned the Old World Florida YouTube channel, which I've uh, really appreciated what they've come out with. Uh, the archivist, um, Ben, as well. He's he's put out some great stuff. And last summer, I actually went on, uh, I did the entire, I don't know if we talked about this, Nate, but I did the entire LDS uh, church history trail. The LDS story, it's, you know, the formerly known as the, the Mormons, um, it's like kind of the, the great American supernatural spiritual story that yeah, we have, uh, that we have the, uh, we're, I feel fortunate that I live somewhere where I can actually follow something like that. You know, not all, all parts of the world you can go and, and kind of follow the whole way through and see kind of how it went. But I was there in person at all the sites. I started where, uh, of course, Joseph Smith, the founder of the, uh, the Mormon religion, he was born in Vermont. Um, and then Brigham Young was also born in Vermont. So I started there. And then I went all the way west to where he found the place on the hill uh, in New York State, and then all the way through Ohio into Missouri, and then where he was ultimately killed in uh, Carthage, Illinois. And then I went all the way west, man, along the you know Platte River through Nebraska into uh, Salt Lake City. So I know that uh, story very, very, very well. In fact, you probably you, find you just it mentioned Car Carthage, Illinois. Is that the name of the city he died in? Was Carthage? Yeah, it's Carthage. Yep. I didn't. I never knew that. That's why. That's a wild uh, sort of coincidence. What do you What do you think about uh, Carthage, Thomas? 
Uh, well, because of uh, Carthage was the last of the Phoenician and sort of like pagan super centers to fall. And Rome made it their entire goal of like existence of the Roman Empire was to make sure that Carthage would fall and that they could eradicate it off the face of the earth because they had a competing belief system that was incompatible with the powers that be and how they wanted to rule their empire and just like the Carthaginians and the Phoenician, which was essentially the Phoenicians, Carthage became like the new sort of center of, of the Phoenicians after like all of the, the uh, dissolution of sort of um, the, the original places that they all came from. And uh, it's just crazy because Carthage was like, that was the place where the cult of Tanit falled and all of those old pagan gods was the last mm -hmm. time they had like their true place in the sun. And after that, it was all these like Roman adaptations and they slowly morphed into what we see today as like the Western culture. Um, but again, just like the name Carthage is such a powerful name of a city and it, it leads credence to like the fact that the LDS church would like reread the Bible and interpret it as taking place in the United States. That's one of the most fascinating aspects of that entire story in, in my mind. Man, thank you. Thank, thank you for that, Thomas. I was not even making that connection. Uh, I don't believe in coincidences at all. Um, I think things are, um, I believe in a fair amount of kind of preordination and uh, things that were decided thousands of years ago that would happen on this date in the future. You know, I'm an astrologer, so that's a lot of what I do. I'm looking at the patterns and trends and stuff. And so the thing about it is that you see, you know, like it couldn't possibly have some kind of a connection because in, in uh, kind of the mainstream or whatever, because you would say that, oh, like, yeah, 2000 years ago, like, how did people know about this? And how do they know to name this place this? And how do they know Joseph? Well, because it's all to me, it's all a, uh, it's all been preordained essentially, and we're it's we're basically the way I look at reality, um, the base level of reality is that we're living in a pre, it's a pre-designed video game basically or pre-designed virtual reality, and you pick your character, man, and then you're forced to play that character through your life, and then whenever you come back, you choose a new character. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the wrong I goddamn you, character. I hear you, man. Well, hey, next time, you know, you can pick something that, that it might work better for you. But, you know, and a lot of people, even even me saying that, a lot of people are, are uh, I fully believe in reincarnation. You know, I'll state that openly. No, I have no problem with that. And uh, a lot of people think that even the, the Christian writings, uh, they used to include reincarnation, and then it was taken out. I'm a weirdo you know, Christian that believes in reincarnation, so. There you go, man. Yeah. There you go. I mean, you know, when you when you see kids coming in, kids being born and like they have this crazy predilection for like some obscure talent. It's like, where the hell did you? Why are you asking me to buy like the parents are like, why are you asking me to buy you like a pogo sticker, you know, or like a uh, like a unicycle? I mean, where does that come out of, man? You just see it and you're like, oh, I need that out of everything that exists. Um, I feel that there's uh, there's things that, that connect you to your past uh, lifetimes and stuff. And uh, if you focus, I think you can kind of pick up on some of that. Thomas, you know the story of that little girl that was like, she was like four years old and like fucking fell down and smacked her head. And she like woke up and she was like, I think they took her to a museum. And there was like this uh, like ancient Egyptian like shit that was out there. And then she was like. Yeah, this uh, this is where I was. This, I, like, and then she like knew 
she had all kinds of crazy fucking knowledge and she was like talking about getting railed by like a pharaoh and stuff and like <laughs> okay oh, like, this doesn't ring a bell no <laughs> dude it's it's legit as fuck and she ended up being like a legit egyptologist and was able to like read shit and knew shit and knew where stuff was that like other people didn't she had all this like crazy unlocked knowledge that just like i think she had like smacked and gave herself like a head injury and then she like later on like i said they took her to a museum and this is like unlocked all this crazy hidden fucking memories that she had and she yeah dude it's wild shit well i mean like and there's like idiot savants that exist uh as well and then just the cut like look at mozart right mozart was like a tiny child genius along with all of his other siblings. And then you've got someone, uh, my favorite one to point out is not necessarily a kid, but like Nikola Tesla, right? Nikola Tesla, he didn't, he was a genius in things that didn't necessarily exist. Like no one sat him down and explained things. There was almost like this inherent knowledge of like, Oh, I understand how energy works at a very base level. Like, like I understand it in its abstract form, almost like when Plato started mentioning the platonic solids and describing like a circle and a sphere and a triangle like these concepts aren't real but things in reality can be sort of like related to by these perfect abstractions and there's some people that just come out of the womb and i guess they just immediately start seeing things and thinking like that uh so i, I think that's fascinating but i also i i don't discredit any of that that like someone can just pop out and be an instant genius even if their parents weren't yeah, wild shit, man. So your your kids yeah. still have a chance, Nate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My kids are fucking bright. Yeah, it's just me. My wife is fucking brilliant. Her dad was one of the people that made the USB. My grandfather was a literal fucking rocket scientist and a doctor and worked with Werner von Braun. Like, th there's a lot of... Oh, Nazi. I, I don't know. It skipped me. Well, yeah, dude, my family is also KKK lineage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, there's a lot of weird shit going on. My dad used to be a fucking heroin dealer and a drug drug addict and, and drug dealer and sold drugs to Charles Manson. Uh, he was the one that sold him the acid that they fucking took, and then they ended up like you know doing whatever they did. Like, it's, there's all kinds of shit. They just skipped my generation. Is what happened. Yeah, <laughs> my kids are fine. Yeah, it's very it's very interesting, guys. I actually just watched. Uh... You seen the movie uh, Babel with Brad Pitt? No. All right, it came out in two thousand six. Take your shirt off. Uh, I don't of think course, he does. Dude. No, actually, I don't think he does in this one. I'm not into so, No, I don't. Yeah. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Sounds familiar, but yeah, I remember yeah. it being like a serious movie. Yeah, exactly, and uh, you know, it came out a long time ago, and I wanted to see it back then, and I had asked one of my friends or something, I'm like, man, should I check this out? He said, man, he said, if you do, you better be ready because it's a rough slog. And it was hard to watch, guys. I mean, it was like two and a, about two and a half hours. I thought it was a good movie. It's actually a solid movie. And the reason I'm bringing it up, and me and my friend talk about this all the time. Uh, I say a lot about how things are very conditional. Um, it can be your uh, when you're born. It could be the family you're in. It could be the part of the world you live in. It could be your career. It's like... In terms of when I, when I try to understand uh, specifically morality and what's the correct action, um, and they talk about this a lot in Asia, actually. It's, it's what is the correct action based on what you have? You know, you can't necessarily always, you can't control your conditions a lot of the time. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's, there's actually, it goes through the whole movie. But uh, one, of, one of the things that really makes you think is that, I don't really want to give it away, but... Uh, 
I'll, I'll just give Spoiler it. Spoiler alert. Go say. ahead. Yeah, I'll just say you a little. Don't watch I mean, Babel, anybody that's listening to this, he doesn't yeah. take off his shirt, so it's not worth your time. Right. If you want to, anyways, okay. Now spoil the plot. Yeah, watch uh, watch Troy if you guys want to see that, because everyone has their shirts off in Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see them sweet fucking <laughs> Thomas. What do you call them? Uh, what are the things I like? Uh, uh, gutters. Come gutters. Yeah, you get the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. All right. So, no, it's cool. So what happens is um, the very beginning. There's a there's a, basically there's a shooting that happens in uh, Morocco. And I'm not going to say the conditions of the shooting because that'll give everything away. But basically, they have to stop an emergency stop in this like rural Moroccan town. And, you know, no one speaks English there. They need to find a doctor. And there's only like one doctor. And he's not really that great. He doesn't do a wonderful job. And so what happens is that Brad Pitt and his wife, it's um, Kate Blanchett, uh, basically they have to go into this tiny house of, the, of one of the guys. I don't know if he was a tour guide, one of the guys on the bus with them, one of the local Moroccan guys. He's like, yeah, come to the town. I can help you. Because the nearest hospital is many hours away. So then what happens is they have to stop the bus. And this is this is brilliant to me. This is such like a good philosophical topic and argument. I could talk about this one thing for like days. So there's obviously a bunch of other people on the bus. This is, uh, uh, I, I guess, it's an American... I suppose it's supposed to be an American tourist uh, bus, even though a couple guys have British accents and stuff. But anyway, so they have to bring the whole bus to the village. And supposedly what happens in small villages like that is that they're oftentimes Americans uh, are, uh, you know, harmed because it's like they can get away with it. No one's watching and they probably don't have any money. They need resources. You know, all the people are wearing nice watches and all this stuff. So they have to go there. And um, they're waiting for the ambulance to come or for, like, the helicopter to come. But Brad Pitt doesn't want the bus to leave, obviously, because if the bus leaves, then his wife and him might be stranded. And he has, like, no way of really contacting any other people that might be able to help him. So uh, he's, like, getting pissed at the other people on the bus because he's like, guys, you can't leave me and my wife here. What if we need to – what if this doesn't work and we need the bus to get back? And then, like, one of the guys has, like – a heat condition, you know, so he can't, they had to turn the air conditioning off because they're wasting gas. So he's, and this is a guy unrelated to Brad Pitt. He's sitting in the bus. He can't breathe guys. You know, he's like, he's like having serious health problems. You can see he's turning red and everything. And so, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, it's such an extreme situation. You can't ever really predict how you're supposed to be able to do that. But towards the end, um, you know, Brad's getting really pissed, but here's the deal. It's like, Man, you know, these are, you got to also look out for other people, man. I mean, obviously you love your wife, but look, you got like a bus of thirty other people. They feel uncomfortable. They're they have they have they have health conditions. They need the air conditioning, and it's not their fault that she got you know his wife got shot. So it's like if 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 it was me and he you know he threw a couple punches at one of the guys because he was getting really frustrated. He's like, dude, you're not gonna leave. We need the bus to stay here. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, you know what, man. I, I just believe he should he should have had some grace and understand that it's not all about you, you know, and and do the best you can. But these people are scared too, and you gotta you gotta be aware of that and cognizant of that. So it's really it's just really interesting. So the reason I bring that up is because of the the conditional element to life is that what do you what I what I kind of get at is what do you do with what you're given, you know, do the best you can with what you have. If you have a shitty starting point, man, it's like uphill your whole life. 
you know, and you may never even get to the top or whatever. So I take a lot of heart in that because um, things can be difficult and it's not always, we didn't always create the conditions. But what I try to do is what I, what I can control, I try to create those conditions. Then the other stuff that I couldn't control, I just try to level it off, you know. Theoretically, let's say I'm born real fucking poor in the middle of fucking nowhere and I'm hungry. Is it immoral for me to go into like Walmart and like steal a pack of fucking oatmeal cream pies and run out? And a flat screen on the way out. <laughs> yeah, right, man. To put in the house that you don't have or the. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think. Um... I think if, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll t this is what I would do. First thing I would do is I would start asking people. I'm like, dude, I'm really screwed right now. Like, please, can you help me anything? If that didn't work after like a day and a half, then I, I do what I have to do. I, I, I would, I would approach people first. And because there's a lot, a lot of good people. I mean, you guys know, I mean, I know a lot of good people. I'm sure you guys do. I'll give you an example. Uh, you remember that huge ice storm that happened in Texas, like about two years ago, 2021, I believe. It was all over the news. People like they had icicles hanging off their chandeliers, you know, and like their mansions mm -hmm. and stuff in Houston. There was like a power. Did not kill the power grid, too. Exactly. And then the, the issue was kind of that the power companies. Uh, well, there's a, there were several issues. One of them is what I found out because I was living in a place that wasn't uh, very well off the area. So they were cutting power they, without telling people, you know, they were doing like the rolling blackouts or rolling brownouts in mostly focused on the poor neighborhoods you know and it was I, I the first time i actually seen that like firsthand and i'm like why because i went across town and i'm like why do you guys have power i haven't had power all day i'm like in the in, 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 and i did i went to the wealthy part of town which was 15 minutes away i was living in texas i went to college in texas actually um so i went all the way to the south side of town and I went into, well, I tried to go into the grocery store and they didn't, I don't know if they had power really either. They're very, very ill prepared in Texas for winter weather. They, I hope they fixed that. And so I talked to the guy. I'm like, man, I haven't had power in like seven hours. And it was that night. It was, I'm not kidding. I think it was 13 degrees. And it never happens. That never happens in that part of Texas ever. Um, and I was living in like a freestanding apartment and I was not sharing walls with people. And I was not sharing a floor or a roof with people. So all the heat in my apartment came out on all sides. There's no insulation, you know, and there was no one's you now like their heat was not coming through their wall to, you know, wasn't assisting to heat up my place or whatever. But I lost, um, I lost 20 degrees in like two hours, maybe, or two and a half hours. And uh, in the meantime, I was like the only one in that situation, but I went to go talk to the guy way down there. And I'm like, dude, I, I just, I, I, first of all, I helped, I helped him get his car unstuck. Or, or is that me and him helped another guy get his car out of a snowbank because he couldn't get out of it. So we just like pushed it and it came free. And then I literally, this is, this is a really good example of this. One of the, one of the only times in my life I've had to do it like this. But I said to the guy that was helping me push the other, the other guy's car out, I'm like, man, I'm really screwed right now. And I actually don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do because I haven't had power, man. Like I do have my car. I have heat in my car. But like... <laughs> I mean, can you help me out at all, dude? Because I know you guys have had power down here. And he's like, oh, yeah, man. He's like, just just come back. You're okay. And I'm a nice guy. I'm not like a sketchy person, you know, so he was cool with that. But like he, uh, I like was able to make some food because I hadn't eaten anything warm 
And like, I just sat in his warm house and I just, I have a lot of faith in, in people, man, the goodness of people, especially when it gets serious, you know? That's good, man. That Like, I don't always, uh, I meet nice people. There's a lot of good people. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. No, there, there are some good folks. That's awesome. Yeah. Whenever, whenever we have hurricanes, uh, here in Florida too, when, when the power does go out like that, um, like people's food will just go bad. Like everything that was in your freezers got maybe two days until it starts, you know, becoming inedible. So you'll just see kind of like block parties spontaneously emerge where everyone's like, you know, I've got like eight racks of ribs <laughs> and I'm going to have to do something with it. So people just kind of come out and then you, you really see, like you were saying, when times get really rough, um, that's usually when it counts the most and people kind of like show that they're a little bit better. Like I'm, I'm very much a cynic, you know, AKA paranoid American. I, I hate all my neighbors. My neighbors are like dicks to me and call the County on me and shit. But uh, I also do kind of believe in general people being good. And one of my best uh, examples of this one is that almost everyone can think of a really good friend that's let them down or it's done something really shitty to them, you know, stranded them or lied to them or stole from them, you know, whatever, but fill in the blank. And I'm sure that everyone has also had a complete stranger do something incredibly nice for them. Like you ran out of gas and some random person comes up and gives you a ride. Or like in your example, someone lets you go back to their, like a stranger says, come back to my house. I'll make you food and maybe I won't rape you or whatever that dialogue is. Maybe. But it's like, you got to put the maybe in front there. <laughs> yeah. But the, but oh, the he, example he was, I'm making he was, there. He was, mar- he was a married guy to him and he was, you know. So it would be on a threesome. Cool. That, that would have been even cooler. But, but I guess the point that I'm making is that. Does he have a dog? If you've had a best, did, no. if, if you've uh, had a lifelong best friend or good friend let you down, and a random stranger, you know, come through for you, it's almost proof that just because you know someone well and just because they're a friend, that doesn't necessarily make them a good or a bad person. And it also means that just because someone's a stranger doesn't mean that they're automatically by default going to try and screw you over. You you have just as much of a fifty fifty chance of a random dude on the street helping you push your car than calling one of your good friends and being like, Hey, meet me up and help me push this car. Right. Like, so, so in general, I think people are just as good as you could consider your friends. Oh, totally, man. And, and part of it for me with this particular guy too, is the fact that I saw him uh, volunteer to help another guy push his car out. So I was like, this is a dude that I can support, you know, and he was the, the guy that volunteered to help the other guy. He's the one that invited me back. Sometimes so they're was... the ones with the bodies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you're right, those, man. It, those stragglers. <laughs> well, you're right. It could it could be anything, dude. But you know, I just uh, yeah, I, I've had a pretty hard life, guys. So I, you know, when when I, when I see some generosity, I, I got to usually go with it. And uh, I just you know use your judgment. But I mean, man, I'm not gonna live in fear. This world is shitty enough. You know, I try to embrace people. I, I just. You know, you wake up every day, you see the news headlines. It's like, man, if I can't feel some humanity, like at least once a day, I, I probably just give up. You know, it's ridiculous. So if I see something good, man, I, I try to try to acknowledge it. I like it, man. I try. I try. Yeah. I try to, uh, you know, have faith in humanity. I've, uh, you know, I grew up pretty goddamn poor, too. I was basically homeless as a kid. Definitely grew up welfare. Uh, eating American, not American cheese. You call it government cheese. It was even better. Uh, yeah. All that good stuff. And I mean, the way that we would eat sometimes is somebody was a good Samaritan and would fucking hook us up. You know what I mean? 
Uh, right, that's yeah. why I was a fat kid because like anytime I had an opportunity to eat, I fucking ate. Also, you know, dog shit, poor people food makes you fat. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, I absolutely. I I uh, I try to have faith in humanity, um, and I like people for the most part. And if I I grew up like with hope with with hobos, like because uh, I was a cook. And, uh, you know, all the hobos would be hanging out in the back of the restaurants, like, dude, doing nasty shit. Sometimes I'd catch them, like, taking the <laughs> shit behind the dumpster. I'd be like, dude, you know that? With a heart of gold, though. That, With right? a heart of gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, like, you'd catch them. Dude, how many times I caught hookers and hobos having sex in the back of a restaurant, dude, just... She, they'd make eye contact with you too. There's this one lady. She was bobbing up and down. It's actually part of it. Reverse cowgirl like this. They're like, get out of here! And then the dude was like, I'm almost done. Where he's like, all right, well, we'll let you finish. Now get out of here. Like I'm not gonna ruin your orgasm. I guess. They where, where was? Too. But where where was that at? Now is that Oregon? Uh, Eureka, California. Oh, okay. I know where that. That's an interesting town, man. I actually, went, I remember my time there very well. Yeah, a lot of fucking. It's a dark place there's a lot of darkness and weird shit going on and there's a lot of heroin there's a lot of meth uh what darkness you mean like black magic or like government well operations or what? if you listen to some people absolutely there's like huge amounts of like covens of, of like witches that do dark shit uh like the stories that well dude i also grew up christian so like everything was satanic right uh <laughs> but like also like i would hear stories like this like I was probably 14. This was like one of my first jobs. I was doing construction and my pastor was with me because uh, he did, he did construction too. Like guys in the church are the ones that got me the job. And he pointed across the street at this like crack hotel, dude. And he was telling me that like this had been run and like he had, he had something to do with like getting these guys out. It had been owned and run by like a biker gang, like this little apartment building, like slash like hotel Right. And he said that they were selling hookers out of this place and they were cooking meth there. And um, he said that they were hooking these these broads out and getting them pregnant occasionally so that they could take the babies and sacrifice them and do rituals with them. And how, how do I uh, you know, how do I confirm that that was true? But I trust my pastor. I mean, he's dead now, but I I trust Scott. Scott told me this and to my face and maybe they were i don't know there was all kinds of like i knew i knew for a fact though that there was like witch covens that hated scott and like i would hear about like there was like they would like uh like try to curse him and shit like all <laughs> kinds of it was a weird place dude a weird place to grow up like the first time i smoked pot i was like eight years old i went over to my buddy's house and his mom's like taking a fucking bong rip and she's like you want one <laughs> and i was like okay <laughs> like that place we like i started growing weed when i was 14 13 14 like that like is that a requirement if you live in eureka is you have to you like have that, to grow yeah. weed by the time you're eight it's something like that dude yeah humble county it's an interesting place uh it's it's dark and dingy it's so beautiful it's absolutely beautiful we have the redwoods we have the coast we have like the best oysters we i think humboldt bay supplies 70 percent of the oysters on the west coast um it's delicious dude i love the fucking seafood there um there's a bunch of filthy indians that like if you pay them money they'll like sneak you some fucking salmon and shit like yeah it's great 
The, okay, so Nate, this is the one that starts with it. It's the E U R E K A, right? Yes. E okay, yeah, E U R E K A. Yreka is inland. Yeah, yeah. that's the one Eureka. I went. Okay. Yeah, Eureka is on the coast. Okay. That's Humboldt County. Been... Okay, I've been through both. Uh, the last one I went through was the was the Yreka, or however you say that. And it's actually I'm very sure dry. Some weird shit going there. Yeah, it's very dry. Yeah, man. it's, it's weird. Desert, right? Yeah, well, it's weird because I was coming from like Nevada, and I went up through Reno, and then I kind of went up north, and then and there were like big trees, and and I told I was telling my friend I haven't seen trees like this since like probably Iowa, like probably before Iowa, like probably Illinois or something. I going all the way west. It's like I just you're exposed everywhere, and suddenly. Once I got, once I went north from Reno, everything just like was forested. And then I came out of the forest into, is that how you say it? You say Yreka? There's Yreka and there's Eureka. Yeah. Okay. So, so you do pronounce that Y. On the 101. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So you pronounce it Yreka though. The, 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 the yeah. Y one. Okay. Mm -hmm. See, I didn't know that. I was pronouncing it. Thank you for telling me that. But anyway, right before I got to that town, I just like came out into like this high desert, and I'm like, "What the hell just happened, man?" I was just cruising, and I was enjoying the the sun was being, you know, the trees were covering me, so I wasn't burning up in my car and stuff, man, from the sun. And then suddenly, you're just exposed, completely exposed. Dude, California is a weird fucking state. It it literally has everything you'd ever want. Like, it's I personally will say this, like, without like, like for sure. I think California is the most beautiful state, hands down, period. Like, it has everything you fucking want. Like, mountains, beautiful, like, forests, the fucking coast, the beaches. Like, it has everything. It's run like dog shit. I'd never yeah. fucking live there again, but it's a wonderful place to visit. Yeah, I agree, man. It, well, it, you know, it spans so many degrees of latitude. It's like all the way from Mexico all the way, like, three quarters of the way up. United States. And so you got all those different zones in there and everything, you know, the forests, dude, the forests up there in Northern California are like some of the most dense, beautiful forests on the planet, dude. And some of the biggest trees on the planet, those Sequoia giants, those fucking redwoods, dude, they take like 30 dudes to like arm and arm like this to go around them. And then mm -hmm. you can't even see the fucking top, dude. They just go on. They, they're like going to the fucking clouds. They're just monster trees. Yeah, there's some. Uh, I stopped in um, Salem, Oregon. I've been. I know Oregon really well too, Nate. You know, I went to. I actually went to college in uh, Portland as well. Salem College is armpit. <laughs> well, it's parts of Salem. Yeah, yeah, oh, I agree. But uh, right across from the Capitol is that college right there, and uh, there's a, a few very well, more than a few, probably like five or six very tall sequoia trees. And they're uh, they were planted in a, I guess in a circle a long time ago, and now they're massive. And they they have like little, uh, well, maybe they weren't even planted there. Maybe they just cut the rest of the forest down and left those. I don't know what how they did it, man. But anyway, um, I hadn't seen trees like that in a really long time, in a really really long time. And I was standing there. I'm like, wow, it's really cool to be back here. You know, just smiling, standing under these like 300 foot tall trees or whatever they are, and uh, just being appreciative. It was the end of the summer, you know, it was still, still pretty nice, but yeah, there, there's a lot of towns, uh, a lot of towns in Oregon that are really rough, man. And people, I don't think would really Gross. expect that. 
yeah, I, I didn't expect that going through some of them. And uh, I don't know what the deal with that is, man. Why, you know, a lot of homeless, I'm not saying anything against homeless people, but a lot of homeless people. Mm-hmm. No, and they're violent too. Like if you're in like Southeast Portland, dude, like my buddy, he lived in these nice ass apartments and he worked at a nice bar, but like in between there is like some of the grossest, gnarliest parts of Portland you can fucking imagine. And like on a weekly basis, a hobo would try to fucking stab him. Just trying to walk to your wow. car. Like he'd have a fucking shard of glass and he'd like lunge at you. And he, <laughs> <laughs> like that just is gross, dude. Yeah, it's it's just man, it's really sad. And actually, uh, it's a good segue too because what I have uh, endeavored to do and what I work on every day is to try to understand how we got to this point. Really, how on earth do we get to this point from like the great civilizations and everything, and the high knowledge and all of these wonderful sciences and arts and all this stuff? And now you got people like living in a dumpster. Like, how does that you shit happen? Think so you know? that. It, that anything has changed like i almost feel like humanity's humanity i feel like there was probably because like even if you hear about like old london and stuff like that there was the fucking slums yeah, was, you know yeah I mean? like even in sumeria someone had like a shard of pottery and they were like you know right. trying to stab Ooh. you on your on yeah, exactly there, there's probably I'll always been that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no that's a good point guys i i, and I guess that's another one of those conditional things which is where did you happen to you know what, what time time period were you born and what kind well, of family? I'm a, kind of... I'm a dirty evolutionist, but I, I do believe that humans started as just like a rapey, horrible, murderous animal, and it was only through very careful, long amounts of time that like this concept of enlightenment came and and people were trained mm -hmm. like you know no you know find a, a a partner and don't just like kill and rape and steal and pillage let's actually try to form these societies and then all of that is so fragile just look at the concept of lost technology whether you believe in it or not there's plenty of examples all throughout history where very important um concepts from math to architecture to anything has just been lost and then like rediscovered a thousand years later and it's those things that even when they the rediscover it on TikTok right now they have <laughs> no idea about like math like anything they just but even even like modern architecture a lot of that is based on rediscoveries that someone found in like the the medieval ages they like translated some old work that was from like ancient roman times and without like these like very specific discoveries we wouldn't have a lot of the concepts that we've got and i and i feel that that's just an example of how fragile human civilization really is and just like not that society is a good thing but the fact that like we have developed language and standards and ways that we can communicate with each other and these these agreed upon sort of standard society all of that can go away so freaking easily like a bomb drops or like an emp goes off and nobody has access to computers at all ever again just imagine no one can ever even use so much as a calculator and everyone's left to their own devices i really do think that we'd probably it's almost like real world right like when people stop being polite yeah. start getting real like now all of a sudden yeah. it only takes you two days of not having food in your stomach and now you know all of that decorum that you've you know shown your neighbors and everyone in your community like that goes out the window and you're breaking into their freezer and they're, you're still in their food well, that's, that's such good points, Thomas, and I, I thought about that a lot, that we're, we're one event away from complete chaos, you know, and it doesn't have to even be a massive one. 
And then the question for me is as well, then what have we actually really learned? Uh, maybe it's just that we've, it's gotten easier to be more decent because of all the conveniences, but you're right. I think when things hit the fan, like that's for when the true colors come out. And then it really goes for me, it goes into, I go, I go all the way back to the creation of the earth. I want to know what was that about? You know, what was the initiative? Why was it done the way it was? And I will say, I will say that we can go into astrology a little if you guys want. Uh, if you don't want to, that's fine. But the thing about astrology is that it gives you a window into the um, the the initial construction, how how the energy grid was uh, was assembled, essentially, what the mathematical pattern was behind everything. And uh, so when you, you look at it, people discovered mathematical equations or this or that by staring at the stars, or do you think that the stars have something to do with like? like what came first? Like, were we noticing patterns in the sky and that's the way that we built things or? Yeah. Well, I want to know, is, is the earth round or flat? Do we, or what's your impression on that? Cause that, that determines what sort of formulas and mathematics you even agree with. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I've actually done a, I did a show on, I did, I've done a couple shows on flat earth. Um, and I'll, I'll answer your question directly because I, the, the thing that pisses me off the most about people Someone asks you a question, just answer the freaking question, man, you know? Like, especially these politicians. It's like, all right, look, this is what I believe. If you want to hate me, fine, but I'm, I'm going to tell you where I stand on it. You know, I, I actually respect someone more if they can say that that way. I'm like, okay, well, thanks for letting me know, man. I don't have to wonder where, you, where you're at with that. Um, but the thing is, is uh, well, Santos Bonacci, you guys know Santos Bonacci, I'm sure, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so back in, back in 2015 when um, – I think he got really going a couple of years before that, but I found his channel because I was looking for information about uh, Eastern concepts of biology. I was looking for information about the spinal cord fluid. It's said to be the um, conductor of the spirit through the body that it gets into all of the, you know, it's like a supercharged molecule that gets into all the small capillaries and everything produced in the brain and all this stuff. I was looking for that and I found that it completely changed my life. Then I found on the side, it said uh, his videos for suggestion were a bunch of astrology videos. And I, the only reason I gave him a chance, and I'm, I'm a lifelong learner, so if I don't know it, I want to see it. I want to at least have it in front of me so I can determine what I think about it. And uh, since he did such a good job on the biology topic, I gave him a chance because I respected him. That's why I did it. It wasn't because of the topic. It's because I'm like, I like this guy. He's on to something. This is really important. And then after, you know, 20, after 2015, then I started to develop uh, how I like to do astrology, of course, and then start doing charts and all that stuff. But anyway, to answer your, to answer your question, Thomas, uh, I saw Flat Earth first on, on Santos's channel. And so I said, uh, I didn't make, the first time I heard, I said, what are you talking about? Like, there's mountains. Well, that wasn't the, that wasn't the basis for the Flat Earth. It's a fact. Of course, it's a flat disk. You do have elevation and profile coming up, but the, the actual Earth is a, a, the plane and it took me a long time and i looked at a lot of videos and um uh, eric dubay has got some really good proofs if people want to check that out so for me um the simple answer is that i think it could potentially be both at the same time when you're talking interdimensionally uh the way that i teach it i generally teach it yes as flat because the ancient cosmologies all support that and if people want to see that, I just go into my YouTube channel. It's under Dave Petrella. You can see I did a flat earth presentation. I think it was, it was this year. Go into the podcast, 2023 uh, tab, if you want to see that. But the point is for me is that the, 
all I'm, I'm not kidding, man. I went through the beginning. I went through like four or five different cosmologies that all say it's flat. All of them. And it's even in the Quran. They said that the earth is rolled out like a carpet. You know, a carpet is not like on a, <laughs> it's not like draped on a ball. It's like flat. That's what a carpet is. If you're seeing a carpet, it's not flat. Um, but it's there. It's in the, um, the Norse mythology. You know, Yggdrasil is based on the flat earth concept. And I think, um, uh, actually, I'll say a couple more. Of course, the Egyptian cosmology, the uh, Vedic Hindu cosmology is based on that. The Sumerian cosmology is based on that. Uh, many, if not all, of the Native American cosmologies are based on that. And just go to Google Earth and do it, um, not Google Earth, Google uh, Images and do a search for like co ancient cosmology maps or something. And you're going to see all of them pulled up. All the cultures are all there. They're all flat. Do you so think that of, that logic applies to more than just the shape of the earth? Like, because generally it's the concept of like the oldest person or the oldest book to say something uh, makes it the most accurate. So if like an, if you found an ancient civilization from mm -hmm. a thousand years before those that said it was round, would that all of a sudden give it more credibility that, oh, maybe it's round because an older civilization said so? Or do you think it's a combination of that and like the number of them? Like if there's only one versus 20, then is it turned into like this minority majority consensus or like, how would you discern which, which one to believe based on all that? Man, that's a really good point. I need, I need to do more shows like this guys. It's like a very intelligent digging deep conversation. No bullshit. Um, that's my style. So let, let's keep doing this. I love this. All right. So what I would say is that based on what else these cultures have put out, it's not just the cosmology and astrology. It's everything. It's their medicine systems. You know, it's how they organize their culture and their law systems and all this stuff. Um, I trust when I see that and I see how like how tight that is and how intact that appears to be on the surface. And then you're just basically saying uh, we do this, 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 and we do in this and this, and they're all appear to be consistent. Then I'm going to give more credence to those people. Now, the just the very fact of, I don't even want to get into it a lot unless you guys really want to, but NASA. Uh, one of the things I bring up, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a total powder keg, but one of the things I bring up first is have a look at, I'm not the one who discovered this, but have a look at, at what NASA claims the, the picture of Pluto looks like. Remember this? We got all, we all got out to Pluto. We took a picture of Pluto. Oh, it's the first up close picture. Oh my God, man. I've been a, I'm going to just control myself a little bit. I get real pissed off because it's so stupid. Um, there's a picture of Pluto the Disney dog. Yeah, there's a, there's a picture of Pluto the Disney dog in silhouette on the freaking image. <laughs> I mean, come on. You that stupid to put that shit out there? Like, Pete, you don't have to be intelligent to see that. It's like, dude, you just lost your credibility with me because you, you thought you could get that by. And, you know, a lot of people from all different walks of life are like, man, that's ridiculous. Like, and you expect us to believe anything that comes out of your mouth after you did that? You pull one of those things on me, it's over with me. Um, but there's a lot and of wild other, amount a lot of, of videos, dude, that have come out of NASA. And uh, what's the other one? What's a Starlink or whatever the fuck it is? SpaceX. Yeah. How many videos and the ISS, the International Space Station, where you can see fucking bubbles? Because and they'll tell you that they have a full-on replica of the ISS, and they have it underwater, and they and they tell you they do this so that they can like practice. And it's definitely not for filming. They definitely don't do all the fucking filming for the ISS 
in a giant fucking pool and then they put green screen it and then they fucking anyways in the amount of times that i've seen things like it was spacex that had like the rat that like fucking ran across the thing and you're like (laughs) oh (laughs) like there's rats in space holy shit we've made a crazy discovery Man, you've if you're if you're trying to mislead society like that, I'm I'm not placing judgments on anyone. Obviously, I think it's fucked up. Excuse my language, but the point is for me is that if you're gonna do something like that, you need to have it really tight. Like there's nothing at all. That well, the most dude, inti- I don't think I think they want there to be. I don't know. I mean, that's that's just the whole concept of them kind of like fucking with us. It's kind of like where they do it pretty goddamn good. They do it. Pretty yeah. fucking good, but then like they they give us a little red meat to get us all wild. They put a little blood in the water, and then an asshole like you and me were like, "How did you see that?" And then they're just like, "Look at these fucking crazy assholes." Of course, we went to the moon. You really doubt that we went to the moon? You know, it, 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 I don't know. I mean, but do yeah. they really care? I don't know, but I think they're fucking with us. Like. If you watch enough of those fucking astronauts too, they'll sit there and go like this and pick something up that isn't there. And then the, because they, dude, or they'll just blip out like this, half their face will disappear and shit. Cause it, like, like uh, what's happening r- with me right now, the fucking shitty green, green screen. They're green screening hard. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. It's all, I mean, it's all pretty much intolerable to me. Um, I'm, I'm really a scientist, you know, and I'm also just a normal guy. But when I look at data and I look at information, it's got to be real tight, man. It's got to be like watertight or I'm not going to jump in and start supporting it. And actually, and I, I don't open my mouth, man, until I don't open my mouth and say something definitively until I'm damn sure as much as I possibly can be that that's going to be tight. And that way, if someone comes at me with something, I better have something good to say back to that. you got to be quick on your feet, you know. But the thing, uh, the thing about this is, um, well, I actually just want to address the, the flat Earth topic really quick. I think I can, uh, the, the easiest way that I can explain this to people, because people come back and they're like, oh, it's flat. And then there's an equal number of people that are coming back to say that's ridiculous, it's round. Well, the, the suggestion that I've made, there's two, there's two fairly easy things that I can uh, add to this. And if you guys want to see the rest, anyone, please go to my channel. You can see the flat Earth presentation I did. Uh, the first one is the uh, fisheye lens. I'm sure you guys know aware of that. The fact that if you take a picture through a, a lens that's con- uh, concave or convex or whatever, it's going to distort the image, and it's going to make it rounded. You know, and that's that's one of the easy ones. The other one is the fact that um, this is probably my favorite one. This is the one I always go to. Is that you guys know at uh, Christmas time if you got one of those snow globes? Well, the snow globe. The bottom of the snow globe is flat. It's like one of those diorama things they forced us to make in, uh, you know, middle school or elementary school or whatever. It's all these little figurines and make mini, mini trees and all that. It's on a flat plate. That's the bottom of the snow globe. And then there's obviously a dome over the top of the snow globe. Now, when you look down through the top of that dome, it distorts the bottom of that. And it kind of does little weird things. It may, you're not sure if it's sitting on the ground or if it's floating in midair. It, it does weird things with the light. So what I've suggested to, to really put this for me uh, in a place that's easiest to understand, if people have 10 seconds, this is always what I say, is that this round air, this, the, the idea that it's round is coming from the idea of the domes. 
the dome or the sphere model of cosmology, which is very similar to like Dante's Inferno, if you guys know that diagram, where you got the, the, the spheres above the flat earth plane and they're concentric inside of each other and they stack on like Russian nesting dolls, basically. That's the kind of the ancient model. So what I've said is that the, the entire system and the, okay, so they're in the, the flat earth model, the earth is at the center. Now the word earth has the same letters as the word heart. And we all know the heart is at the center of the body, powers the whole body. So it's, it's even that word earth is telling you center, it's at the center. And so you have the, what well, the way I teach it, 10 dimensions above and they're, they're concentric spheres they're, they all nest inside of each other. It's like an onion, basically. And then 10, uh, 10 spheres that also go below the flat Earth plane. And what that makes, it makes a globe. But it's not the Earth that's the globe. It's the whole system that's the globe. So the, the spheres uh, enclosing the plane in the center, it's like a, a plane transecting a 3D sphere. But the Earth is not the sphere part. The, um, it's the flat part. And then the domes above it, that's what makes the sphere. And since there's an equal number of domes above as below, that makes your perfect sphere. And then when you're looking, if say if you go up high enough, I don't even think we can because it's we're not supposed to be able to get out of here, I don't think, uh, easily out of this system. It, but if you were looking through one of those spheres, if you, if you actually were doing that, I believe you would see, even if you don't have a fisheye lens, if you could get up high enough, which I don't think we can because I think it's all a farce, basically, this whole space thing. Um, then I believe you would see a, it, it would look like the earth is like a globe or a, a sphere because you're looking through the, the, you're looking through the dome, which is a sphere. But when you look down at the flat earth part, it makes it look like a sphere because it's refracting or reflecting the light. That makes sense, guys. That's interesting, man. Can we visit these other layers? I don't think we can um, in this form. I, I would say if you're in a light body or like an etheric body, you definitely can, or like a shaman, I believe they could. Uh, we do have the story of Enoch, though. And uh, if you guys are aware of that one, it's a very important story. And, of course, it was not included in the Bible because it – why not? Because it's telling you truth. <laughs> That's a simple it, reason. It is you know? included in the Bible if you are an Orthodox uh, Christian. Yeah. And in the Eastern philosophy or the Syriac philosophy or in the Syriac church. So uh, like the, the Ethiopian. Exactly. Uh, yes. Orthodox believes in, and it is part canon of uh, the Syri uh, Orthodox church. Exactly. I was just going to bring that up too, Nate. Yeah, the Since we got into flat earth and we went deep on flat earth, I have to ask my, my go-to flat earth question, but I, I think I know the answer already. Cause you mentioned that, Earth is basically flat and then in, and then in, encompassed by a big sphere. Um, yeah, so I exactly think that answered exactly. my question. But I always like to ask, like, do you believe in infinite uh, land? Oh man, this is great. I just, I just, you guys are asking the right questions. Uh, okay, so the um, the very word extraterrestrial it means essentially extra land. You know, or land that's not part of the. But, but I don't. I don't just mean like land outside an ice wall. I mean the actual okay. concept of infinite land, as though you could drive in one direction and always discover new land in perpetuity. Well, you might need a boat and stuff too, Thomas. Well, whatever. Yeah, you just yeah. you just keep Wayne's going. You've got you've got a go go gadget mobile. Okay, it can yeah. do like well, all of them. <laughs> I think personally, think what it is is that each of these. Uh, 
and if you really want to go see some of these, I can send you one after. Uh, but basically, if you go into the Eastern traditions, there's uh, a, a quite a few pictures or paintings of one of their gods actually dreaming. And as he's dreaming, it creates a copy, basically, of where he is. And you can see him inside of this bubble. And he's dreaming inside the bubble as well, in addition to where he is. It's like this fractal concept of dimensions and everything. They get copied infinitely. But what I would say is that I think uh, one, of the, probably the most stable form is probably like a sphere. It's very stable. I mean, the, the water likes to be in a sphere. Um, and so what happens with that is that the solar system, like this solar system, is one of those bubbles. And actually, I've talked about it as an Earth bubble model, which is what I just described, the flat Earth at the center with the domes on the top and the bottom, which makes a 3D sphere in totality. And so I think that um, there are an infinite number of created solar systems. Now, it is interesting, though, Thomas, because recently I saw something that was suggesting that um, directly outside of, you know, it would be similar to like, a, <laughs> why is this occurring to me, man? Like one of those ball pits at McDonald's, you know, or Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. You know, those plastic balls that you just jump into that thing. Mm. Um, and uh, it could be like that in some instances where like one of those balls, that's the earth system, which includes all of our shit in a ball pit, right? I have not. <laughs> no, <laughs> Was that an accident? An as an adult, he as an adult. <laughs> oh my goodness! Man. This was like a couple months ago. This isn't even like a, a child story. Okay, yeah, for maybe too much tacos or something, man, or too much hamburger. But anyway, um, I think I think anything is possible. I mean, that's not a it's not a cop out. I actually believe that because consciousness is what creates creates things. So if you can think it, it can be there. So I think in some of you might have like a super cluster of solar systems that are, are directly next to each other. So if you were to able to exit the outside of your solar system, you go immediately into the next one, but it's, it would be a separate created system. Um, I, I think of them generally as, as enclosed kind of spheres though, each of each of the created solar system. This is one, this is only one of them. It reminds me of like the little things you'd put like a quarter in while your parents were like shopping for groceries or whatever. And you'd get like the little, the little plastic freaking eggs that would have like the toy right. inside. Those were sharp, man. Those things were dangerous. Like that plastic, if it cracked, that could easily cut you. Oh, that's what the hobo might use to stab you on the way back to the car in the parking lot. Exactly, man. Cause you throw, you just throw the plastic in the parking lot asphalt and then they pick it up. Yep. I mean, that's, that's karma getting you, you dirty polluter. So you deserve to die in that parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Especially when there's a trash can right at the uh, exit of the of the establishment, yeah. Fucking a, dude. I remember. Uh, well, you know, hobos are good recyclers. Hobos, you know, they're almost like you know how we need like flies to take care of like carrion and things like that. You have to have flies to take care. Of, like the hobos, man. They would, they'd be going through, they'd be grabbing all the extra cans. I guess they don't pick up trash. We need to incentivize maybe things like that. Maybe we need to pay hobos to pick up trash, and then we'd, we'd have a cleaner earth. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I just, it's, it's so, man, it's so difficult. It, because like I was saying before, I believe it's, it's very conditional. And people always want to look to these easy solutions or, you know, say you have a lot of money, you just want to, like, cordon yourself off in your house and just ignore everyone else. 
uh, I'm not that person at all, man. Even if I had billions of dollars, I'd be looking for solutions to help uh, humanity. Because I, I just believe we're doing an awfully poor job. In the terms problem, of, though, uh, is that like the billionaires now are doing that, and I want them to just shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, you want them to stop. <laughs> like Bill Gates is like, I'm trying to save humanity here. Well, <laughs> if, I'm like, can you fuck off and die? Or just go, I don't know, just... Go make a crystal palace and try again. to develop, like, superpowers or something. Just yeah. well, I, you know, out of it. In the case of a lot of people, I, I believe, obviously, that, that those are cover stories. And when I say it, I mean it, man. You know, everyone that knows me, I'm always out helping people. Uh, a lot of times I do things for free, you know, just because I care. Uh, not that I have time, but I care about the person, so I do it. So uh, I think, uh, when and, and that's the thing, is when people look at... It look at your actions versus what you just stated previously, and you're obviously lying. Yeah, those people need to shut the fuck up, like permanently. Um, but the people Busy who I too much money that won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, like yeah, I don't need well, and... you to block out the sun, Bill Gates. I don't need you to fucking put silver in the fucking atmosphere. But you're just saying that because you're not a genius like him, so of course mm -hmm. you wouldn't know. Well, I mean, he's not in my mind. He's not exactly the. Uh, the uh, top of the crop for humanity in terms of how he looks and behaves and even how he talks and stuff. He, he's, <laughs> I'm not going to try to be offensive to him guys, but you know, he's not like a gladiator style guy. I don't, I really have a lot of respect for him. So he's got uh, bigger tits than his daughter. His daughter was like posting a bikini pic not that long ago. And she was like, she was trying to say like tits out for climate change or something like that. So she was wow. like, trying to do like sexy photos. It's awesome. She didn't, wow, she okay. didn't actually have her tits out, but she was like, yeah, she was like, I'm comfortable with my sexuality, and I've always, and she was like trying to be doing this. I was like, dude, Bill has the better tits, is all I'm saying. <laughs> so that was his daughter that did that? Yeah, just recently, not that wow. long. Her name is Phoebe wow. Gates. I was harassing her online. I, I, I haven't checked to see if she's blocked me or not. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just, uh, I've talked to people too a lot, and they've been like, you know, why didn't we have a choice in how things went and how the Earth timeline went and everything like that? I think we kind of do slash did, and I think that's maybe kind of what happens when you incarnate, is that you may agree to a certain timeline. You don't remember it. We don't remember it now, maybe. Um, I don't really know. All I, I know one thing, though, is the fact that I know what the correct action for myself is uh, in all situations, and sometimes it might take me a couple minutes to figure it out. It doesn't usually take much longer than that. And as long as I'm um, acting appropriately according to what I believe, and I, I state it out front, guys. I mean, it's my mission is to help humanity, to bring more education and awareness, to expose things that are uh, not appropriate to be having uh, happen, and um, just to create a better world, you know? So if, if something I do, someone says, Dave, that was not cool, I already know. I already know. And then I'm going to be like, bro, yeah, you, you got me, man. You got me. That was bad. If I do that again, uh, you can punch me in the face, you know, and I, I will, I'll say stuff like that because I know if an opportunity to be a better person and then I'm always moving towards that. But the good thing is, is that what I like, if I fuck your all... wife again, one more time, you can punch me in the face. <laughs> yeah. And of course that's, you know, that's a whole other topic there. But the thing, the thing is, is that, um, I love how we're all different. You know, it would be awfully boring if we were all even remotely similar, but like Thomas was saying before, I mean, a general level of decency. That's all I'm saying. That's all. That's my big message to the world tonight. It's just kind of like get your shit together as much as you can 
we're all messed up in some way. I get that. You know, we, I think we all get that. But like, just do your best, man. You know, and if you have an opportunity to help someone, especially help someone that's a good person, do it. That's my big message, you know? Yeah, man. I, it's a good message. And yeah, I try. I try. You know, like, it sucks. But like, if a buddy's moving, I'm like, all right, dude, I'll help you. <laughs> just like that, too. Yeah. He, well, he probably gives you shit back, too. He's like, dude, come on. <laughs> You're buying pizza and beer, right? All right, let's do this. Right. That's, not, that's funny, man. It sounds like uh, my friend, he, he, he would say it the same way. He's like, man, can you help me with this? He's like, man, I, I'm tired today. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I got your back. Next time, whatever you need, man, let me know. I got to pull him into it sometimes, but he'll, he'll do it. So let's touch a little bit on astrology. Because um, this is where you were like, you were kind of like reading my homework a little bit when we were talking. Because uh, for me, astrology is hard for me to, like it's it doesn't come naturally to me. And I kind of am, yes. I, I'm very skeptical about things. Um, until like, same thing with gematria. Same, same with a lot of little different things. I, I question those sort of things. Um why is astrology important and why do I need to pay attention to it? Or why should I, and why should everyone pay attention to it? And, it, and you were telling me, it's not like I open up the newspaper and somebody says like, you're just such a, you know, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing where you read your horoscope. That's different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a sensationalized version in order to get people to pay attention to you. And Dave, how uh, many times have you gotten laid because through astrology? Probably, I tried once, I think. So that was that's probably about it. Um, really, and but, all the girls love this shit. I was thinking, yeah, well, to run some game. No, it's it's just it's just the, the types of people I look for usually, man. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm real old school. I'm really really old school, even with dating and everything like that. So, uh, okay, I can but appreciate any, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But in any case, in any case, um, dick through the sheet, old school, or what? <laughs> what is that? What she? Dick, sh dick through the sheet, old school, like LDS oh. style. Uh, no, I would not say that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that far, man. But um, that's funny because I, I, I hadn't thought about that concept in a while. But anyway, uh, the th here's you the thing about the, the secret handshake through the. That's why it's easy to remember. Oh, okay, right. Now, here's, here's the thing about it, is that uh, of the people who say that they're astrologers, you know, I, I've watched some of the channels, and I'm like, dude, you suck. You're doing a shitty job, and, like, people just, like, buy it. They're like, oh, yeah, let me throw all my money at them and whatever. Man, when I do a chart, it's a conversation. So, like, let's figure out what you're trying to accomplish, then we have to talk through it. And now you're gonna, I'm going to come out with things, you'll be like, how did you know that? And then it's because it's in the chart, and I'll, I can get into that in a minute. But the thing is, is that, you know, one of the things that's a big turnoff for people, don't pull up someone's chart and start saying, oh, dude, this is how you are like this is, you know, you can suggest that like, you know, do you feel like this resonates with you? Something like that. Don't push it on them. That pit's going to piss everyone off. Don't don't try to catalog them. I, I, I had a friend, not my friend. I had a girl I work with one time and she was saying, um, no, she kept a, she kept like a literally a, a journal of all the charts she did. She would like handwrite them out. And I'm, I looked at it, I'm like, dude, that is creepy, man. That is creepy. When I finish a chart, it disappears. 
I don't even look at it again, you know? She would keep, but, she had like a file on everybody? Yeah, it was like a file, man. And this is part of the reason why it gets a really bad reputation because a lot of people, especially historically, have used it to do nefarious things. And that's why the Christians are like, oh, it's from the devil and whatever, you know? Okay, well, what, I, what I'm saying, and uh, by the way, I didn't want to do astrology. I never wanted to do it. Uh, this is a very interesting story, but my uh, my first girlfriend, she actually was just like when we were 17, way, way back in high school. She was really into astrology. And I, I've heard the joke made a lot of times, and it's funny as hell to me. Um, people are like, oh, yeah, astrology, that's, that's a 17-year-old girl with the blue hair and stuff like that and the piercings. And I'm like, you know what, let's, let's, let's make it not about that, and let's do it correctly. Because what happens is I think a lot of those types of people gravitate towards that. Um, a lot of people like to, uh, burrow themselves underneath something so that they can hide behind a mask or whatever. People like to try to, you know, control the people, manipulate people. That's why some people do it. I'm doing it, man, because when I saw Santos's videos and he made it very clear, he, I mean, just wonderful job he did his early videos on astrology, especially like back in 2015, even before that. And, uh, he made it very clear. And then, you know what I did? As a scientist, I went to the uh, model that he was suggesting, and I did tried to make it happen. So I pull up my chart. I didn't even know what that what that was. It's it's called your birth chart, and that's the conditions in the sky at the moment you were born, um, which includes all the positionings and the different angles that it makes with the place so on Earth. I, I got a question on this because I've I've yeah, tried so getting into this before and make my star chart and everything, but you have to know the exact second you were born, right? It, it's not even just down to the hour and the minute. If you want your star chart to be accurate, you have to you have to have some amount of accuracy on when you were born precisely. And then like, yeah. even if you get really extreme, it's like find out the room of the hospital you were born in because if you were in the West Wing versus the East Wing, that might have some wow, yeah. part to it. But so so the part that always throws me off is that this means that your star chart and all of these massive kind of predictions and, and things that you might make insinuations on come down to whether or not the nurse wrote the right number down or whether or not they didn't like let 15 minutes go by and then be like, oh, shit, did we write down that little Johnny was born in room 49B? Let's go ahead and write that down. Yep. But now like that 15 minute lapse um, that could be baked into your star chart. And how would you even know that sort of thing? You're just well, usually, off. you're just <laughs> fucked forever. Yeah, you're always buying uh, the you, wrong uh, scratch off ticket. It, it always should have been the one to the left, right? <laughs> generally, what it is, it's about a two-hour window. Um, that's going to establish what's called your ascendant. Uh, the ascendant, it's also called your rising sign. That's your personality. The best way to explain that is kind of like your mask. It's what you use to interact with the world. It's like a tool that you use. It's not not your not your sun, your moon, which is your core. The sun sign, that's your birthday. Whatever sign, you know, your birthday indicates you are, it's called your sun sign. And the moon sign is where the moon is in your chart when you were born. It's very easy to find these things. But to interpret them is not not very easy. You really have to know what you're doing. You have to have the intuition as well. And yet well, you do have it, to It almost feels scientific. like you have to plan it. Like you have to know about the astrology and then almost plan like a cesarean to make sure your kid is born in this window so that they get the right, you know, Pokemon power or however the hell it works. Well, and you've probably read about the people do that, Thomas, you know, something oh, yeah. like the, the royalty I've heard and stuff like this. And, uh, you we know, were talking part about that the other night that that was one of the reasons why uh, cesarean sections were a fucking thing 
is because they oh, okay. wanted their child to be born on a specific date and maybe at a very specific time in a specific location. They could just yank that fucker out. Well, and I... even in practical terms, <laughs> though, imagine that like if you knew that some big like business magnate uh, had a certain birthday and you could just breed children that all had their birthday and get them to like work up the ranks. Oh, isn't that a coincidence? We both have the same, you get this like instant rapport. Yeah. So like that's, I am sure people try to do that in a way more esoteric astrological way, but that's more of like a practical boots on grounds version of why you might want to do something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really good topic. And um, you know, what I've seen in my life, it's, it's really really strange because it seems like no matter what I do and it, it I, I have to be honest it often does feel like I'm in control of my choices it feels like I am maybe I am except I just want to say this well first of all when you look at your charts and stuff it doesn't appear that way at all that's and I'll, I can go over that in a minute a little bit but the thing is it's like I no matter what I did I seem to have gotten where I needed to be basically no matter what I did so like I don't think anything could have gotten me to a different point right now. It had to. It feels as if it had to go the way it did. Um, I think we're I think we're allowed to feel like we're making making our own choices. Um, maybe we are in some instances, but I I believe cosmology kind of puts a cap on that a little bit, and that's that's going to be a that's a very deep deep topic to get into. But the amount I'll put it this way: the amount of um, free energy. Speaking of like Tesla, Thomas. The amount of free energy you have moving through your body is going to indicate how much free will you actually have. So, like, you think a lot of times we think we're acting free will. Well, I mean, first of all, you're acting within the construct or the uh, format of your chart. That's number one. So if you see and that's that's not really freedom. Like, I can't decide not to be my sign. It's maybe limited freedom. We could call it that potentially. But having said that. Uh, one of the things I mentioned to Nate before when you asked me when you were talking with General is the fact that uh, when I look back, and this this is, uh, I only learned, I learned astrology in 2015. When I look back much before that, I realized that around every time the same, and this is, this is I remember this because these were events in my life before I learned astrology. So when I look back and I compare that to my chart and I see that every year, around this, like within a, uh, three days on either side of this time, I always have something very similar happen to me. And I have, I have friends that talk about that all the time too. They're like, on this date, within these couple days, I always get like a nosebleed in here and it's like a bad one. It's like, oh, how does that happen? Well, that's, those are the <laughs> points. Coke dealer comes to town. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. But you know, one of the big ones, one of the easiest examples for me is it's called your square. The square is, uh, whatever's 90 degrees from whichever part of your chart you're looking at. Usually you look at something 90 degrees, which is roughly 90 days from your sun sign, which is your birthday. So you, anyone can do this. I encourage everyone to look at this. Actually, it'd be fun. If you guys get nothing else out of the show, not you guys necessarily, but any of the listeners, check this one out because this is worth looking at. It's an easy experiment to do. Uh, find the date that's 90 days after your birthday and find the date that's 90 days before your birthday. And uh, that's called your square. And then find someone that you know that's born right around that date and tell me how that interaction feels every time you talk with them. It's going to be tough, man. It's always going to be a tough interaction. You feel like you're grading on each other. Um, it's like a, a T-bone car crash, man. It's a 90-degree angle, parallel, uh, not parallel, a perpendicular car crash. So that's how your energy interacts with each other. 
So find that person and you'll see and look around every time, every, every day, uh, every time that the year goes around through that spot on your chart, different for everyone because we all have different birthdays. Uh, it's going to be really rocky, really rocky. So really encourage people to buckle up. However, you also get some of your very best downloads during that time. So when I'm being getting the shit rocked out of me, it happens every time, two times every year. Um, then I'm also getting good information. So you get a little bit of both. I'm curious on that. If if you were to take that cesarean logic and say, you know, you were delivered prematurely by a month, by 30 days, does that now shift yep. that window? So so does something actually change with you personally? So now you're going to get along better with someone born 90 days prior to that oh, cesarean yeah. section versus like the natural delivery date. But yeah, that, it, it changes, it changes a lot I'm about yeah. that too, because I'm just curious because does it have something to do with, I, I guess it would have to affect it too, like the time of conception too. Right. But let's say I, oh, pull, yeah, totally, like I totally. jacked you out two weeks early. That's going to change everything. Even though I'm uh, supposed yeah. to have been born. Does the date that I was supposed to be born also affect things too, or does that just get thrown out the window because I got jacked out? Well, but in a well, in a fatalist point of view, you were always going to get jacked out on that day, or you were going to be delivered yeah. through like like whatever happened. My whether it was mom is a Sagittarius, were... <laughs> and so she was always <laughs> yeah. going to get me jacked out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think so. At least, and and that's yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Dave, but it sounds like that's what you're describing. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was going to get at is the fact that. Um, I, unfortunately, uh, I believe most things are predetermined in this dimension that, and that's an important, uh, clarification point that I need to make is that, uh, you'd be shocked at how much th how things it's like a computer. It's the, it's a biological computer. That's what astrology does to your body. Make sure things happen at certain times. Now in the, in the real world, which is, this is what the VR. Very we get to go to a different. Sorry. What happens if we get to go to one of these different like systems and we're not like, are we a free agent then? Do we get our fucking freedom? Cause we weren't born under the constraints of like certain. I think you turn to like a dirty immigrant, <laughs> you're like an interdimensional immigrant at that point. No. If you're saying, if you get outside the system, right? Nate? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, if I, I, I if think I that's get the my whole... freedom from the system. So. Yeah, if you get your freedom from the system, man, you can be at anything you want to at any point. Uh, change your shape, change your form, change your age, change where you come into uh, different timelines. You can just jump around the, the solar system, around the universe. But the thing is, is that this is fully what I believe. People may have some different opinions about this. But, um, you know, everything you do, everything you think, all of your intentions, are all, they're all recorded in the ether called, or the Akashic Record. So you can't hide things from the universe. It knows what I've you got do. Some really fucked up things. <laughs> Are you uh, no browser okay. delete. I can't. <laughs> I've got an well, abstract one that I, I'm just curious on your interpretation of this, Dave. So, like, do you believe in the macro and micro cosms that, like, you can always scale up and scale down, and there's like different levels of consciousness and life at those different scales? Yeah, hundred percent, Thomas, and that's actually so, how I teach cosmology. So this, this is an interesting one that there's, this isn't like a gotcha. This is just like an intellectual sort of philosophical question that I'm curious on. But like, okay, 
if you were to go and use Listerine and destroy hundreds of thousands of, you know, bacteria, microbes and, and things in your mouth, um, is that amoral? Is it moral? And then if you were to all of a sudden go into another dimension where you're now a thousand times the scale of humans and essentially the same thing, like the equivalent of pouring Listerine on the earth and just decimating all humans, but you're killing about the same amount as bacteria who would using it. Another way to phrase is has my dad always used to say is that God created all the creatures, including, you know, those nasty flesh eating bacteria like that. That is also one yeah. of God's creatures technically. Um, but yeah. the question there being that like, is does morality change once you scale up and you go into like another dimension um, the same way that like people might shrug off, you know, Listerine or shrug off like spraying down an ant nest or something. I think um, a lot of it has to do probably most of it has to do with intention. Meaning that, you know, if I'm, if I'm walking, like for instance, I went for a walk today in the grass, the grass is getting fairly long. Um, I probably stepped on some kind of insect or something. Obviously that wasn't on purpose. You know, nothing was purposeful about that. I think, I think at the end, uh, if people believe in kind of like a revelation time or an Armageddon time, I think that we're, we're all going to be asked, you know, like basically if something will be brought up and say, what did you mean when you did this or why did you do this? Or did you mean to do this? Stuff like that. I believe, I believe in like high councils, you know, I believe that the super, the super divine, uh, versions of humans that are super conscious and they they can help to organize the system now the cosmology part of it that's how i teach cosmology and it's based on the flat earth model is that the, there's there's actually 10 heavens above the flat earth plane the flat earth plane is essentially it's purgatory and that's why you see about 50 50 50 good things here 50 percent bad things here as far as i i'm concerned and then below that you've got uh the hells which are the 10 hells below and the 10 heavens above and in each of these spheres, you know, there's planets, obviously the planets occupy, you could say that they kind of rule or manage that sphere. Um, there are sentient beings living in all these different places. And uh, the other thing that happens is very fractal. So that the fact that we're on earth, just because you're living on earth, it doesn't mean you're pulling your consciousness from this place. You can be living on earth in the middle dimension, but you can be pulling your consciousness from like the eighth heaven, say. So when you walk around here, you only see good things and you only have happy things, you know, going on. And it, part like of it that. is your perspective. I like that a lot. Yeah. Oh, it is. And that's why a lot of times you walk around, you're seeing people and you're like, man, like we're not even in the same mental space at all. Like you're yeah, not even tuned into a different station. Exactly, man. Yeah. And they're not even uh, seeing what I'm seeing. And I've even had times, this is the one that I really started to question, um, uh, perception a long time ago and quantum physics does a good job at an answering this for me this those principles is that i can be showing someone something um usually it's some some kind of a shape on a pay uh, in a book or something in a drawing or maybe a shape in the cloud or something i'm like man you see that right now he's like no what are you talking about and like not only this has happened a couple times not only do they not see the shape i'm talking about they don't even see like the larger thing that i'm talking about um Meaning that, like, you don't know this. I love this one, man. This one is so exciting to me. You don't technically know what people see when they look at you. You know what you look like from your eyes. But here's the check this out. You may be seeing a higher gradient of that person's energy field. They're not currently occupying that, like their consciousness, but you're seeing the higher version of them. 
So when you're describing it, you're like, oh, yeah, man, you look great today. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, man, I look like trash today. Well, if you may look like trash to you, but you may look actually. And I'm not saying like um, even subjectively. It's like, no, you objectively look like a divine figure through my eyes. But through your own eyes, you're seeing a lower version of your energy scale. And that's actually the human body. It's set up the same way as the, as the uh, stars above and the stars below is that you actually have the planets are represented as your chakras, uh, the seven primary chakras, you know, going up, starting with the moon, going all the way up to Saturn, uh, also called Kronos, and Kronos, the crown right here, crown of the head. Um, and then what happens is that the stars interact with your physical body through the checkpoints, which are the chakras. You got 12 cranial nerves at the base of the brain. That's where the 12 um, uh Zodiac signs come in. They also come in all through your body structure. And so it's all, it's a, it's a supercomputer. You know, we're essentially super biological supercomputers. It's what the human body is. And each of those, each of those uh, levels can be checked and they can be altered. They can be turned up, turned down. And um, I, I just think that like, I, I just realized a while back, I'm like, I don't know what other people are seeing. I actually have no idea anymore. Um, I believe we're all born this one. Uh, this is a big one for me. I, I believe that we're all born in our own solar system. And actually when you like your personal solar system, because your body is actually designed with those conditions, but when you're born, it's stamped, whatever was up there at that moment gets stamped and all your physical structures, all of your energy structures and your, in your mind and all that stuff, the larger energy fields in your body, it all gets uh, imprinted on that. So what I say, and even when I pulled up a chart, first time I did a birth chart for someone, I said, man, why does it say the planets of, you know, this person? What does that even mean? What do you mean the planets of them? It's because that's, you're your own solar system. You know, you're actually controlling your own version. It can get, it can be a dangerous topic, but your version is overlaid on top of a general backdrop. And that general backdrop, you could call like the timeline or whatever's happening in the background. And then each other person, you're actually existing in your own dimension. You just don't realize it. So that's what that's the reason why like when you, something happens and you're like, oh, that's an amazing coincidence. Well, it's really not because you designed it. You're the one that's, that's doing it. You know, it's not just happening. You're designing it as you go along. Hmm. Some deep shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot for that. But um, yeah, anyway, but I want to get back to astrology for a minute too. Is uh, the fact that, you know, I don't know where people have seen astrology done before. I was obviously very resistant to it. I had no interest in it. I'm like, I don't even care because I know what I'm doing with my life. You know, like I know how, how to move because I'm following my heart and I'm following my intuition and I feel good about that. So I, I would, I said, I don't need that to add more complexity to my life. And then it was given to me essentially as a responsibility to do it um, correctly, put it that way, and do it to do it scientifically. It's all based on numbers and angles. You know, um, you have to understand the system. And then when you understand the system, you have to use some intuition as well. But you always want to be talking back and forth to the person. You want to say, does that resonate with you? If it doesn't, then the astrologer needs to figure out why. What is the, what is the, the probably most likely reason that this is not making sense for them? And I'll give you the easiest example is that this is the one that actually turns a lot of people off to astrology from the very beginning is they go to the newspaper 
And first of all, don't don't go to the newspaper. <laughs> Please don't go there. You know, um, it's mostly trash. But if you go to the newspaper and you're reading the description of your sign, or even if I mean, if you're online, that's better. Just go online, find a reputable astrology site, read about your sign, how they're described, and you're like, man, that doesn't sound like me at all. Um, and then you're like, astrology must be nonsense because this doesn't fit. Well, the first thing that I say is you need to look at the opposite sign to whatever sign you are. If you're reading your sign and it doesn't make sense, you look directly 180 degrees opposite in the zodiac, you find your opposite sign. Read that one. And then they're like, oh, wow, that sounds a lot like me. And then I say, man, that's probably not good. That's probably not a good thing. You need to get your energy balanced. It's, it's shifted the polarity. You know, it's, a, it's like a positive negative axis. So if your energy, like when you're making decisions for yourself, you're making it uh, the way I describe it. You're kind of like making it through the positive axis or the positive terminal, of that battery. Well, if it flips, the reason it flips is because of uh, health problems, lots of stress. You'll, you'll, you actually will start to notice that you start acting like the opposite of your sign. But here's a really good example from my own life. So I'm a Pisces. Um, and when I start taking lots of notes and I look at my table, man, and I have like 30 or 40 like sticky notes. I'm like, oh, no, Dave, you got to stop this shit. That's not you, man, because the Pisces feels it intuitively. Pisces doesn't need to write it down, man. The Virgo needs to write it down. So I, I already know when I'm doing that, I'm like, man, I need to get back up on my horse, man, and turn around and go back the other direction. I'm so a Virgo, you, and I definitely need to write things down. Oh, totally, man. Totally. Now, if you start to, if you start to go into daydream land, you probably feel like shit. And that's my land. That's the land of Pisces. That's the dream world. Are you on the border, Nate? I can't remember. Are you close to uh, Libra or something? I am. I'm close to fucking uh, to Leo. I'm September. Oh, 1st. to Leo. Okay, and that influences a lot too because it depends on how close you are to each of the signs. Um, but it's all Leos there, are just it's, like it's... insane narcissistic cunts, right? Well, they are if I always wish um, wish in my heart that they would clean up their act, man. If if you get an, if you get a Leo to clean up their act, they're the most like perfect version of a human you're you're gonna find. Uh, Leo Leo's represented by the heart, man. The heart powers everything in the body. Um, the properly oriented Leo is is like the king or the queen. Noble treats everyone fairly. You know, uh, tries to be respectful. Uh, has a lot of dignity and integrity and all that stuff. Very loyal. And then the other version is the one you're talking about, which is really, you know, according to me, it's not where, where someone really ideally wants to be. If they're, if they're, you know, being honest with themselves to be a better person is that that's the one that will walk away, turn their shoulder on you, say something like derisive to you or like, you know, offensive, like a lot of fire, you know, flaring everyone everywhere, always have to be the center of attention. That's one version of Leo, but that's, that's not like the elevated version of, of the leo thomas what are you uh i'm a gemini i guess i don't honestly i don't put a lot of faith at all into the astrological signs so I, I enjoy talking about faced? them it is yeah mm. is it close to can is it close to um june 21 I, thomas I have, it... no no it's it's at the end of may so i don't know if that's close to something else it's close well it's getting closer to taurus so you're gonna be uh if you wanted to look at it, if you want to look at it quickly again, just based on what I'm suggesting, is that uh, if you're between two signs, it's called a cusp sign, and what that means is that you're actually 50/50. 50 
So when you read your sign, that's not your that's not 100% your sign, man. You got to read you'd have to read both of them. I'm like have like a suicide when you mix the root beer with the spray with the Mountain Dew and the Pepsi, right? <laughs> I I always heard too this yeah. one always like this one kind of like turned me a little bit sour is that there's apparently also like a 13th zodiac which is the water bear and if you acknowledge the water bear um zodiac well then it, it shifts all of the other zodiacs into like a different category it almost be like finding out the calendar was off by a few weeks and then does that yeah. mean that everyone's that's ever felt like they aligned with their particular zodiac or astrological sign was that wrong or like how does like how do those things correct themselves well you're, you're referring to the uh, serpent bearer which is called a fucus Right, and, yeah, you uh, got it, yeah, right. The thing about a fucus, man, I spent a lot of time trying to understand that one. There's a very interesting relationship between the number 12 and 13 in our solar system. It, it does this thing where it kind of like vacillates back and forth between 12 and 13. Right. And so they're technically kind of both correct, man. And, and, but I'll, I'll say this, though, I've never done a chart based on the 12 signs that didn't fit, ever. Not one time yet, if the person's being honest with me. So the thing about it is that I haven't found it to be an issue. If I ever do, then I will be forced to do that. How, having said that, though, let me just say this. So the path of the sun through the year is called the ecliptic. The ecliptic is where the sun uh, transects or passes kind of over the different zodiac signs. And then whichever sign the sun is in front of, that's the current sign. So right now we're obviously in uh, Taurus. So it's the, sign, the sun is in Taurus right now or in front of Taurus in the sky. So the thing about it is that uh, when the sun actually passes, I believe it's between Scorpio and Sagittarius, that that's where Fucus is. So when the sun is, is uh, in Scorpio, no, excuse me, right after the sun leaves Scorpio, if you're looking at the 13 sign model, it actually passes through a Fucus. However, it passes through the leg of a Fucus. Now, the primary stars of a fucus are much further up in the sky. So when it goes through a fucus, man, it's going through like the least energetic part of that sign. But it happens to be very close to the uh, main primary stars of Scorpio. So the influence when it's passing through that is primarily coming from Scorpio. It's still closer to the primary stars of Scorpio than it is. I mean, I'm talking the main, the main signs, uh, the main stars of a fucus are way far away, man. It's way off the ecliptic. So it's it's a fact of it, where it's going closer to. And the other part of it is, is that there have been, uh, you know, when people, when people segment the sky and when they break it up into, okay, this is where Pisces is, this is where Virgo is. I'm not going to, it's not arbitrary, but it can be done in different ways. Meaning that depending on how the person drew that constellation in the sky, uh, it may pass through a fucus and it may not. So it, there's, a, there's a lot of flex room with that, man. But I've never had that be a problem, uh, and not once. And the other thing about a fuca is it's, it's a very – it's not – like when I've read the description of, of what that's supposed to be, it's not very clear. Uh, it's not a clear energy, like the clear difference between Scorpio and Sagittarius. It's a very clear difference. It's like this kind of like uh, gray area, you know, if you will. So it's a really good question, man, though. I, I guess – when it comes down to astrology for me, let's say you're a hundred percent correct. And let's say that you, you can read my tea leaves down to the fucking, you know, whatever it is. 
Yeah. And and I don't have free will like I think I do. Um why do I need to know? Well, exactly, man. And that's that's actually uh that's it's a sign of maturity too for, for an astrologer because you know, every time I've talked about it, Nate, I'm like I always say, I'm like, if you guys want to talk about it, great. If you don't, fine. A lot of astrologers would be like, no, we have to talk about it. It controls everything. I'm like, all right, but you got to let them decide for themselves what they want. If it wasn't forcibly put in my hands, I never would have done it. <laughs> I don't, I didn't want it, man. I did not want it. Uh, and even to this day, uh, I don't, I don't look at it every day, man. I, because I know this is my overarching message with astrology. The most important thing is to know what your life mission is. You have you, you, to know what you're doing, what you're trying to tell me that. Well, no, you don't need it for that is actually what I'm suggesting mm. is that if you're in your heart, man, and you're in meditation or you're in a prayerful state, you can find you can figure out what you need to do. Um, but what I have suggested, but it doesn't that, matter because I'm going to do it anyways or I'm not going to do it anyways. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of true, man. Um, but it's, it's tough. It's really tough, guys, because like Thomas was saying, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's almost like when you came into your character on this earth, you already like decided what was going to happen to you. So whether you're aware of that or not, it doesn't make a difference. You're going to end up where you're supposed to be. And you know what? That's what I believe. And um, it's going to be for your best. You know, the universe is not trying to crush you. It's trying to give you opportunities to develop and to make things, uh, you know, better to better for you to understand why you're in the situation you are and stuff. Um, But I do want to say this is that, if you're not looking at it uh, from my perspective and, you know, the, the expertise I have in the field, I believe you're missing a lot of the puzzle. If you're trying to, if you're trying to figure out the, how the earth has been designed, let me put it that way. And you're not looking at astrology. I, I guess I just say good luck to people. You don't need it. No, you don't need it, but it's going to help you to make, I would say more informed decisions. It can really help you with your career. Uh, it can help you understanding why you're nice or why you're an asshole sometimes it can also help to explain or it will explain why certain people you have issues with or why certain people you do really well with because it depends on how their chart is interacting with your chart and i'm not just saying i'm not i'm not like a um i'm, I'm very hard science guys i'm a very hard science guy so it, it comes down to numbers and angles and mathematics and all that stuff and you know if someone i'll put it this way if someone wanted to test that or if they wanted to test me, totally, man, I'm totally open to that. Let me let me show people. You know, that's always what I say to people. But if they're just going to be like, oh, that's bullshit. I don't believe in that. And then you don't let me explain it. That You know, I, I'm going to go my own way, man, if that happens with someone, because that's also not being respectful to the person who is the expert in the field. You know, you have to you have just like for anything. It's like if I don't know how to I don't know how to do plumbing. So I'm going to come up to a plumber and be like, dude, you're doing it wrong. You should punch me in the face, man. You know, I don't know anything about his field. I have no, I no, I can't talk about that because I don't know it. So I think, um, you know, helping people to find maybe good relationship matches. It's a very good uh, application for that. Understanding your kind of your driving force in your life. It's called the ascendant node or the north node. If you guys have heard that before, um, that's very important. It'll always help you to, to move towards the way to act for you to feel more fulfilled. And, you know, and here's the thing is obviously people don't just take my word for it. Like, look at it, like do an experiment and see if that feels right to you. If it doesn't feel right to you, then, I mean, there's only, there's only really one of two things. Either I was wrong, uh, which, 
you know, it, that, it doesn't happen a lot because there's always a pivot point. If someone says it's, and I'm not making stuff up, I'm not trying to fill in blanks and things, you know, but I've never done a chart where it was like totally, that no, was totally wrong ever. And the only time I've done something and someone was like, oh yeah, I don't like that. Then I see behind their eyes, they don't, they just don't like what I said, you know, I'm, and I'm just, I'm just being honest with what my experience has been. With. You told them they like big juicy cock and they were like, no, I, I don't, I don't like that. That's yeah. Well, I, Cause they don't want to admit that, you know, or if they, or they, you know what, man, they don't have to admit that to me either. But it's they would be opinion. a happier person if they followed yes. their ascendancy yes. and if they just got on their knees and just swallowed that fucking <laughs> cock, they would be a much happier person. So I, I get what <laughs> yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. They ju- it's just, you know, I'm just trying to, um, at least from my perspective, man, the way I do it, I'm just trying to help people, but it has to be a conversation. And if people don't want it or they don't like it, I have no problem with that, man. I, I like, listening to a CD or watching a movie or doing whatever. I don't need to have that. You know, some astrologers, they like need it for, um, in order for them to feel like they, uh, they have like self-worth or something or like, it's like they, and they, they make everything they do about that. It's not in that way at all, at all for me, man. I mean, I've been spending, what I've been spending most of the time with has been ancient America, of course. Um, and then also the principles of Eastern medicine, which, which really involve a lot of fasting working with oils, working with moving your energy through the body. So uh, I just, uh, you know, I kind of wish people were just a little bit more chill about things, man. You know, it's not, things are not for everyone. Like people got to understand that. Uh, I deal with that a lot with like people who are evangelizing towards me. Um, It it actually, it's, you know, I mean, I don't give a shit to be honest. I can handle it. But if I'm being honest, it's pretty offensive to, to say to someone who has read most of the spiritual text of the world, uh, pray about what, what I said. It's like, dude, you know what? First of all, I'm going to do what I want. And second of all, if I'm interested, I'll reach back out to you. You know, don't, don't, you're, they're already setting up the framework where to fail. If you're talking to me, it's like, don't be saying things that way. Don't, don't say that this is it. The way I always do it, as I say, man, if you're interested in this, you know, I know a fair amount about this. I'd be happy to talk with you about it for a couple hours or something. If they like, if they want to do it, great. You know, if not, then fine. If not, then fine. But it's not my identity. You know, a lot of people, it, it is. But what I would say is that, you know, if people want to see it done correctly, and believe me, I can handle as much heat as you want to put out. Like, I'm not going to be offended by it. It's a, it's a weird topic. It's really weird. I don't necessarily love it, okay, but I'm good at it, and I do it scientifically. And uh, that's the way that we need to be approaching these things. It's... Uh, as a discipline, if you want to have it explained, come to me and I'll explain it. I'll, I'll explain it correctly to you guys, you know. And if there's a question, then call me out. Try to try to get me off the track, you know. It's, I, I challenge you, man. I challenge anyone to do that. I never would have started it if I didn't have good responses or adequate responses. Put it that way. That's some interesting shit, Dave. This mm-hmm. is some fucking fascinating stuff. Dave, if somebody wants to get their teeth their tea leaves red how do they get a hold of you what's the best way to do this uh do you have a website do you have an email mm-hmm. address how do people get a hold of dave petrella yeah what i would say uh, i'd probably use facebook the most um probably facebook messenger send me a message it's dave petrella uh, p like peter e-t-r-e-l-l-a uh, double l l-l-a uh instagram is dave petrella 12 the number one two at the end of that 
And then uh, most, I mean, pretty much all of my content, it's on my YouTube channel. It's, it's all the same name, guys. It's under Dave Petrello. So just e very easy to find. Uh, if you did want to send me an email, I have my email on my YouTube about section if you want to check that out. And um, I have, a, you know, I have a lot of services. I obviously do full Western astrology. It's also called tropical astrology. And it's what we were getting into tonight. Uh, birth charts, relationship matching, business applications, uh, career guidance, you know, all kinds of stuff based on astrology. And then uh, I do a lot with principles of Eastern medicine. So if people are trying to heal themselves in natural ways without all the ridiculous stuff. Uh, focus is on fasting. Uh, that's how I teach it. And uh, it cleans out your body. You, you kind of force metabolize all the junk and then it will flush it out for you if you're doing it correctly. I do a lot with that if you want some guidance on that. And um, also just really general spiritual guidance. You know, if someone I've read most of the spiritual texts of the world, if someone is really wants to be, uh, you know, go to a synagogue. Great, man. You know, I'm not trying to tell someone to do something. But if you're like, hey, I heard about Hinduism. Tell me about that one or tell me about why that might be helpful for me. Uh, or, you know, tell me about the chakras. You know, it's all the spiritual topics, all the symbolism. I, I work with a lot of Native American tribes as well. So I'm trying, really trying to draw everything together into one one understandable system for people. So anything, any of those things are all listed on my YouTube channel, too, uh, under the About section. If you guys are interested, please let me know. I'll be happy to help you. Uh, we can do, like, video calls or, or audio calls, whatever people are comfortable with. I, uh, I started a Patreon page. I really appreciate any support. People can give that to me. I'm, I'm kind of like a one-man uh, educational platform right now. Uh, I, you know, I do it my way. I'm not going to be uh, bought and paid for by any kind of institution or anything like that. And I believe that's the way of the future. You know, we got to we got to support um, small groups and individuals who are doing things uh, in really positive and accurate ways. Uh, I've tried, man, I've tried again on TV a few times. I've tried to get opportunities from that. They, they don't want to listen to what I'm saying, man, you know, because they're run by the media. It's all it's all Hollywood. You guys know about that stuff. So, uh, my Patreon page, I appreciate any support. I need the support to keep doing my shows, so thank you guys if you can help me. And then I've also got uh, my PayPal link um, for donations and also the, you know, for payment processing. I really appreciate it, though, guys. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Yeah, thanks Thomas, for your time. Thomas, you yeah, want to throw uh, some again? Yeah, so if you like all of these uh, more esoteric topics, I don't get super deep into astrology specifically, but all of like, the platonic solids and the concept of hollow earth and flat earth i got a series called secret mystery school and you can find that at paranoidamerican.com and also on amazon and it's about kind of diving deeper into these topics uh with a lot of dick jokes of course because that's where we're all about <laughs> and uh and i also just want to throw out to um another podcast that i do called occult book club and you can go to occultbookclub.com and it'll just bring you to the youtube playlist where me and juan ayala from the one-on-one -on -one podcast read a bunch of old arcane text there's a lot of manly palmer hall in there there's lots of rosicrucianism and they definitely get deep into astrology and chakras and the concept of the body being a solar system so if you like all those topics definitely check out a cult book club too so thank you guys hell yeah shout out to Juan, and thank you dave this was been this was a fun time uh very enlightening lots of stuff to look into and maybe i need to suck dick or something i don't know yeah, we'll look into that. <laughs> well, if if you need to, you just will. Like it, it's almost like a like a yeah. fatalist. I don't have a choice. Right? Yeah, it'll just. I'm gonna like fall, and then somebody's. Yeah, just a cock will pop. At one point, head. if you ever do find yourself at the at you know uh, the the gate, 
and they're like it says here you know you sucked a big juicy cock why did you do that and you're like no dude why did you make me do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it, it's throw that reverser uno out it's funny how things just kind of end up happening you know and i i find to be just to be uh, appreciative to the universe for helping you to guide you to where you need to be. If that's where you need to be, Nate, you know, I don't know that, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. But you brought it up but, a few times now, so it sounds like maybe yeah. that is where you need to be. Yeah. Nate. Nate, the throat goat. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, but that's that's great. I'll, I'll check out that other show too, Thomas. Um, I've seen a, a few of, of the shows Juan has done with uh, Narco Longo, obviously, and uh i'm interested in all those topics too so i'll see what you guys got going on yeah i recommend voyage to cartesius uh if you want like a really wild one that's probably the most wild okay and that's on his youtube channel is it yeah occultbookclub.com it'll bring you right to it okay sounds good yeah uh and i'd like to do it again sometimes guys you know it just is uh it was wonderful i really appreciate the time and you guys are fun you're fun as hell i mean that's the most fun i've had on a podcast and uh, I can be uh, just really casual, you know, and it keeps it it keeps it light, which is good because some of the stuff is heavy. So I, I thank you guys. Absolutely, brother. All right, thanks again. Cheers. See you guys.